All right, uh, here we are, episode one of the Driveways guys, and uh, yeah, here we got uh, Garrett Stribling, Reese Barracks, Tyler Cagle, and myself, uh, Carter Strickland, and uh, yeah, let's get it started. Yeah, so this is super interesting because um, I've done a couple of these podcasts before, mainly with another buddy of mine, and the main thing about the podcast is... It's a free-flowing sort of way to express a lot of thoughts and ideas that you wouldn't normally express in, you know, day-to-day life. And you can talk a lot about your goals, and I know that, at least for the four of us in this room, we share a lot of similar goals and a lot of similar ideas and, and ideas that should be bounced off each other. So that's the reason why I, you know, went and started doing these things, and I'm glad you guys were interested in the idea, too because I definitely have gotten a lot of value out of them. There's been a lot of interesting things said and a lot of cool ideas. And uh, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, you, I know you guys have a ton of interesting things to say and um, quite an interesting future ahead of you guys. So we're going to talk a lot about all that stuff. Cool. Cool, man. Thanks for that intro. Um, I'll just go ahead and start it off. I'm Reese Barracks. Um, ended up coming to uh, Tyler Kegel with uh, this idea of an app called driveways hence the name there um so basically it's a mobile app that allows people to rent out their private parking spots at an hourly rate uh gives them the ability to make some extra cash when they're out at work have a night out in the town or just on vacation there um in the same time you know creating that passive income um creating more parking spots for others as well um just to kind of touch on the podcast a little bit in my opinion uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to start this was that we feel like there are uh, not a whole lot of entrepreneurs out there kind of doing what we're doing, and we just wanted a, a platform to kind of connect with those guys and uh, kind of show the story um, and kind of show where we're leading driveways at this early stage. just want to start so. off with how it happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, what, what made you come up with, like, the initial idea? Yeah, man. So, uh, honestly, uh, we're actually from Boulder originally. So I want to say I was just driving up and down the street, um, along the street called Pearl street that gets pretty busy, uh, pretty much all the time. And we just could not find a parking spot. You'd be, uh, driving down the street and then you'd see a little opening. And once you get up to it, you see that it's a driveway. Um, and I just kind of thought I would totally pay a few extra bucks just to be able to park in this open parking spot and they would make some extra cash on the side and then that's kind of where I came to Tyler here with the idea who's kind of the brains of everything who wrote all the code and all that stuff yeah so Reese contacted me I was actually working out in Philadelphia for Comcast uh, as an engineering intern and I had uh, started coding about two years ago I started uh, my own company called Code and uh, had hired a couple software engineers for there and uh, worked with quite a few companies and uh, ended up selling all of our assets a little bit later. Um, and then pretty recently after, Reese contacted me with this idea. And uh, to be honest, first of all, I didn't know exactly how great it yeah. was at, at the time. Yeah. I uh, didn't really fall in love with it, um, but I sat on it, slept on it for a couple of days and then uh, brought it to a couple of my, my good friends in Philly at the time. Uh, and they all just thought it was brilliant. And so I thought, why not give it a shot? Um, 
since I had just done the company before, our whole motto was uh, that we basically would uh, uh, create wireframes for products, uh, for apps, and just kind of see how they go, throw them out in the market early on, see if they gained any traction, and if not, uh, then we kind of abandoned the project. So figured I'd do something similar with this app, uh, at least get a wireframe out, and so started building uh, during my lunch breaks and uh, after work uh, in Philly, and um, yeah, just honestly throughout the process of building it, just really fell in love and kind of fell in love with all the uh, the potential that was there for the t- a product like this. But so, did you yeah. teach yourself like how to code? Yeah, yeah. So I am actually a mechanical engineering major uh, and graduate at the University of Boulder. Um, I taught myself how to code for uh, my first internship ever. I was building an internal website for them, so I, I learned how to code through through that process and just kind of started expanding and testing new opportunities with uh, that you could do in software development. Um, never looked back from it uh, so far and, and really loving the opportunities that it's given me. Sweet. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then we ended up bringing Carter on once we kind of realized we couldn't do all of this ourselves. We needed somebody else who could help out on the business side of things, help out with some financial work and all that stuff. So uh, we ended up reaching out to Carter. Yeah, yeah well, I just remember because Tyler had been telling me kind of like what, uh, you know, what he was working on. I remember him showing showing me like the, the initial version and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, anything crazy. Yeah, really. Like the app was kind of confusing, like how to use, you know, it was, it was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, so I thought it was, like, a pretty cool idea. I was working on this, like, online shopping, uh, like, idea, um, like, at the time. And so I remember thinking, like, oh, that's cool, Tyler can code, but maybe uh, I could get him, and, and you know, to help out with my idea. And so that was kind of in the back of, <clears throat> in the back of my mind. And then I remember uh, uh, it was, like, over winter break, I remember actually talking to him about, like he started telling me about like more of the business side of it, like how kind of everything was going, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the, I remember like the thing that really stuck out to me was when was when you said uh, that you know some of the the hosts that had been using it had like texted you guys and like told you how much they loved the experience, yeah. and I just like got this feeling of like like wow like this I need to yeah like, so, like yeah. this just feels like something something here like it yeah. like I. Uh, it, like yeah, basically, if I can, uh, I would I would definitely like love to help out however yeah, possible. Right. And taking a step back from that, uh, also, um, so we actually launched in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, we we figured that the football stadiums, were, I mean, those are so crowded, especially in Boulder. It's horrible finding parking. Right, beginning uh, of August. Yeah, like exactly. Eighteen. So we decided to uh, host a couple of football games there, and so we just had some initial test spots. A lot of our hosts uh, were pretty. Uh, pretty confused by it I'd say at least right, right. at first they're like oh um, I mean I guess I use my yeah. parking space but if I can make yeah. money on it then let's do it so yeah. uh, a lot of them signed up uh, just trusting us um, and then we actually saw a ton of success um, but we also mm-hmm. had to stand out there with yard signs and waving them around like come park here cheap parking uh, and everything so ended up selling out all those spots for each of the home games that we did and, and that's really where we got our initial traction right. um, and that's where we heard uh, tons of feedback from all of our, our hosts and the people parking with us, all of our consumer reviews, and uh, basically took that feedback and ran with it and came up with a whole new product that uh, 
a lot less confusing and a lot more intuitive. Yeah. Um, which is where we're at right now. Yeah. No, yeah, you're, uh, you're killing it, man. It's, it, it's, it's a hell of an app. It's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Strew, I don't know, I don't know how much, like, you, you've, uh, played around with it, but just kind of from your, like, background, uh, just in case, well, I guess no one would know, because it's episode one, but, uh, uh, Strib's a buddy of mine from, from college, and, uh, and, yeah, he's, he's just about to head over to Google, um, as a software, uh, engineer, so, uh, so, yeah, just, what, I was wondering just what your perspective Absolutely. was on that. Yeah, yeah, I remember you showed me the app initially, and then I downloaded it on my phone, um, fooled around with it for no more than, than a few minutes, um, but then I actually had a conversation today about the app and sort of, you know, the, the design of it, sort of the code that went into it. And overall, I'm extremely impressed um, that, that one person can, can develop an app of that magnitude. And I'm, I remember asking him, how long did this take you? Like, how, how many hours did you dedicate into this thing? And he said, hours every day, a couple hours yeah. before work, a couple hours during the lunch break, a few more hours after, after the work day. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Like at first I was like, how is one guy doing this thing? And I remember you told me, yeah, it's, um, a friend from home. He's a mechanical engineering major at Boulder. And I was thinking to myself, like, that's not really like possible. Like how one person (laughs) who's not even a CS major his has developed this entire app. But yeah, no, it's clear that you're, you're extremely dedicated to it and you've learned it from the ground up and you, you have a passion for it, which yeah, that's, that's super awesome. Like it's, it's very impressive. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Yeah. I really think it's the passion that's there. It's a, I, and that's what we were actually talking about the other night is just how dedicated, how passionate and excited we get about this. Cause yeah, I mean, right. it really is our life. It's something that's burrowed deep in our brain that we just can't turn off anymore. Right. And you know, that's the thing when we started, it was just an initial idea and we always had this dream of uh, one day we're going to be on the news, you know, one day everybody's <laughs> going to know about this. And uh, we we just moved out to San Diego probably a week ago now, and we just got our first uh, big news story on NBC7 San Diego, which was pretty neat. So Yeah, it was exciting. Definitely cool. It's yeah, funny, too, because the... Like the, you know, like the small victories for us now that feel so big. Yeah. It's just, it's cool <laughs> yeah. to, like, think about how, you know that those like you know 50 hosts and then yeah that's like a hundred a thousand you know all it's cool to think like the milestones that are coming up yeah it was funny too we uh did some door-to-door salesman uh sales stuff because that's how we found the most success in boulder just knocking on doors grassroots stuff and uh did that in san diego for about four days and yeah uh, completely different story uh in boulder they were so so excited to be making extra money and then here they were all just why are these kids talking to me yeah. basically they yeah. got a couple interested people uh not really too much success the first couple of days and uh pretty funny to your point we got one host <laughs> yeah. after talking to him and just like no, that so was even the one that that joined that was from the door hanger the oh yeah one yeah. person, that, one person that we didn't even talk to door maybe it's just us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no i think it's just a different like you know it, i think college kids are easy yeah. easy sell right. you know because that 50 bucks 100 bucks whatever a they month. It. it's like beer money grocery money but uh <laughs> but yeah it's 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 cool man i'm super stoked to be out here with you guys now that you guys yeah. have uh moved out officially and uh yeah that's yeah that's one of the most admirable things i find out you know about the whole thing is 
I was telling Carter before is like so many people have ideas. So many people yeah. think they can develop an app. So many people think that they can start a business, which maybe they can, you know, maybe they do have the skills and, you know, whatever it takes for them to do it. But at the end of the day, are they doing it? Like, yeah. did they move where they needed to move? Did they make the right connections? Did they actually go out of their way to dedicate their, themselves full time to developing something? And you guys are literally doing that. And so just you guys being in my house, like on the couch, like doing it, it's like inspiring. Like, wow, there are people out there that are challenging the status quo, challenging what, you know, what the normal path is and doing it. And yeah, just stuff like getting an interview and like getting the app launched. It's like, it's all very, you know, inspiring. Well, uh, well, thanks, man. We appreciate yeah. it, but uh, you're you're quite inspiring your your uh, yourself, man. Yeah. So uh, even though you could say you went the traditional route in terms of getting a job, you didn't just get a job. You landed probably one of like the most sought after jobs. Um, and and I personally kind of know your story, obviously, because you know we've talked about it a lot. But um, but yeah, if you want to kind of just break down uh, how how you even thought that was possible. And then how you went from having that aspiration in your head to, to landing that job. Yeah, absolutely. So starting back from like, you know, childhood, probably middle school, high school, I knew that I wanted to be successful and I knew I wanted to make a ton of money. Like that was just something I knew I wanted to do. I didn't know exactly what that path would have been. Um, then in high school, I, I basically learned how to code. Uh, I was part of like robotics team. I did some like projects outside, stuff like that. And I knew that there's a booming tech industry. So that was sort of my, my end of like, all right, this is probably what I want to do. Like, this is probably what's going to get me to, to the level of success I want. And I'm pretty good at it, you know, and, um, I like it, like it so far. Mm -hmm. And then going into college, um, kept that ball rolling, um, joined a frat I knew joining a frat would be extremely you know crucial for long-term success because of the the various skills you get from from being in a fraternity how was that in your major as well because that that's a difficult thing to balance computer so science and yeah first I was computer engineering and um then I switched to computer science later after figuring out like that's the better route for me and the better route for software engineering mm -hmm. but the computer engineering degree is actually a lot more challenging than computer science degree, at least at oh, this yeah. school. Oh, um, at, at this school. I mean, maybe maybe at, you know, other schools too, but um, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. This school, I don't think, is too rigorous, um, and I did have a ton of skills from high school that basically gave me the advantage in all of my classes, and, and mm -hmm. school was never really the issue. So I did get to dedicate you know, all my time to being social and developing social skills and, and all those important things. Um, and then I got my first internship at Northrop Grumman, uh, where I basically worked my ass off. I knew this was my way into the industry. I knew these were the skills that were going to get me far, worked super hard, um, you know, made good connections there. And after the summer going into the fall, I knew I was ready for the next step. So thinking about what's the next step. Um, so I applied to maybe 100, 150 jobs up in the Bay Area mostly, um, a couple in New York, a couple in Austin, 
um, I wanted to be in a tech hub. I knew that was where I was going to excel the most in my career. Um, you know, San Diego wouldn't be bad, obviously. It's a great place to live, and there there is some tech, but I knew it's I needed... Limited. I knew I needed to, to get out and um, experience it full on. Um, so I ended up applying to 100, 150 companies, including all the big tech companies, all you know, medium size, even some startups and stuff like that. Um, interestingly enough, I only get hit up by Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, which, wow. which wow. is just an interesting thing. Um, I... I think the reason is is because I was applying pretty early in the fall and I know that the bigger tech companies recruit earlier so mm -hmm. that was probably the reason I got more traction from the bigger companies um, but still I'm surprised I didn't get any hits from from any other companies um, so then that led me into okay how am I gonna get past this interview and in the tech world they do these things called technical interviews where you solve algorithm and data structures related questions on a whiteboard. Um, so the thing about those wow. is you need to practice. Like you need to get good at these interviews. Um, there it and it is a totally learnable skill. Um, I'd say any computer science kid can become really good at these interviews if if they work at it. And at the same time, you can have a genius kid that can code up an entire whatever and be shit at interviews and not not land the job yeah so i knew that was that was sort of what i needed to focus my my efforts on so um like like you like i knew i needed to put all my effort in and it was like hours a day i would spend um on this website called leak code which is kind of a really good resource for for prepping for these interviews um, i got a couple books stuff like that um, another huge key piece of of this whole thing is that I found a buddy, and this was the same buddy that I was doing these podcasts with, that had similar goals, similar aspirations. He wanted, he was had the same internship as me, and he wanted to go on to the next step as well. And so that was a really key piece because that's was important for like both of our motivations. Like if one was not wanting to do it, the other one would push him to like go and go to the library we spent a ton of time in the library doing these things um so yeah I, would, I could go into an entire conversation on the importance of of good connections and mm -hmm. having other right. people with similar goals and aspirations yeah. i'm sure you guys yeah feel the same exact Absolutely. way about that Definitely. and i think that's why we've kind of had so much success since we've been out here is because when we're all working together we feed off off of each other's passion for the business mm -hmm. um and you know, next thing you know, uh, after these fourteen-hour days, we're finally starting to get some recognition. Um, yeah. You know, having investors reach out to us, news stations. Um, don't get me wrong; we're still definitely on the bottom level right now, but uh, we we really feed off of each other uh, when it comes yeah. to work ethic and all that stuff. Definitely, absolutely. Important. And yeah, just just to finish the story. So yeah, you know, prep for this is probably like a, over a three, four, five-month period. Um, even through like winter break and like all this stuff um, just end up nailing all the interviews just killed all three of them ended up getting the three different offers oh, yeah. and yeah just accepted google just because that was in the best location the best company yada 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 mm -hmm. but um 
yeah, looking back, I mean, I wouldn't have even imagined that I would land these three job offers. Like, that just seems surreal to me. You know, not many kids from San Diego State even have these interviews to start with. And I think what it comes down to is, first of all, applying. Like, most kids don't even apply. Most kids don't even think that they have a shot at these companies. Then, once they get an opportunity, you have to go all out on it. You have to put in the effort and like mm-hmm. it, it comes down to how bad you want it like how bad would you actually want this job because if you don't want actually want it that bad then you're not going to do well yeah and at the end of the day you're going to fail <clears throat> um so yeah to me it's it's just one more step in in the process um google will be awesome and i'm absolutely thrilled to to be able to work there um but it's obviously not the end game the end yeah. game is um you know, something like what you guys are doing or something at least a little bit smaller, something where I have more power and more say in, in exactly what I'm doing. But again, mm-hmm. I'm extremely ecstatic from, for where I'm at and stoked for yeah. the future too. It's yeah, a great starting out, point. And a funny little uh, anecdote is uh, me and Strib and, uh, and some of our other buddies, we were, uh, we were in New Orleans right after or during winter break, I guess. And yeah, I just remember uh, you were out at a casino or something when you got the call. Oh, but, uh, we were but, uh, yeah, we were like on our way to like a casino. We were getting some like beers and food and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I get the call. Um, it was good news, and yeah, dude, it was yeah, it was a fun. We were celebrating yeah. extra hard, extra hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, that. Dude, yeah, that's awesome, man. You definitely put in the congrats, man. You put Thank in the work. You. you put in the effort, and uh, yeah. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be seeing you up in the bay or something pretty, uh, yeah. pretty definitely, soon. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I liked how you said uh, you basically got the opportunity and ran with it. And I think that's a, something that so many people kind of overlook is that they're waiting to just get lucky or they're waiting to just have something happen to them. But you got to be able to recognize mm-hmm. when lucky things are happening and, and be able to take that and run with it and create your own luck in a way too. And I think that's a lot of what we've kind of done is is just reaching out to anyone and everyone that we can right. and anyone bites we're gonna take that and Death. do as well yeah, as we I can agree. on that and I think that's part of our success and gonna hopefully continue to be our uh, make our success exactly you know just not being afraid of jumping in the water there yeah um, found a pretty cool quote that I wanted to mention it's uh life will only change when you become more committed to your dreams than you are to your comfort zone and i really feel like that applies to like everybody here you know yeah. just yeah going for it taking that next step and uh just seeing how far you can push it yeah absolutely i think like you said too i mean taking action is the biggest thing there are so many people like a big idea will come right and people say oh dude i had that idea mm-hmm and it's right. like, okay, I'm sure a lot of people had the idea yeah. or, you know, whatever. But it doesn't comes matter. It's to like, doing what do I do with it? And it just reminds me of uh, my mom, great lady, bless her heart. <laughs> but she, she, if you know the book, The Secret, she has that book. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically that thing where it, it, it says, if you put it out there, like, it'll come. So the example she used was this guy, he had this, he, this dream house, right? And he had it on his vision board. And then one day he's, you know... He packs away the vision board, whatever, like many years later, and he, he, he like moved into this new house, whatever, and he's unpacking this box probably 10 years later or something, and he's unpacking the box and he sees his vision board, 
and the house that was on his vision board was the exact same house that he moved in on. Mm. And that was her story. And, like, that's a super great story, and that's super <laughs> cool, but I feel like that just gets misconstrued with the fact that I, I do believe, you know, you do have to put it out there. Like, you have to you have to have those thoughts to, you know, to even think that it's possible. Yeah, but right. it's not just the thoughts. It's, like, you can have those thoughts, but then, yeah, you got to... This guy, whoever moved in, whatever his dream house was, mm. he took steps, whether he realized it or not, he took the steps... You know, maybe worked extra hard, got that promotion at work, whatever he did, I don't know. But then that allowed him to get that house. It wasn't just, oh, I threw it on the vision board, yeah, and right. then it's going to come. So, yeah. Like, probably because he that, looked at it every day, too. Like, constant yeah. reminder of, this, yeah. is what I'm, this is what I'm working for. This is, mm-hmm. right. is going to be my life at some point. I, I right. think a huge, a huge piece of that, too, is, like, it's easy to have thoughts of, of a goal, right? Yeah. Say you want to lose 20 pounds all right it's easy to have that thought for one day you go to the gym for one day like i'm gonna lose 20 pounds yeah then the next day it's it's almost cluttered in a sea of other thoughts and you're not holding yourself accountable Mm. by the act of putting it out there putting it in writing putting it on the wall whatever it is now it's out there now if you don't lose that 20 pounds now it's a failure. It's yeah. not just a thought in your head that's now dissipated. Now it's something that you put into the world and you have failed at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's definitely the act of putting it out there for you and honestly other people to see. That probably helps too, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a huge part of that. And too. not having the fear to fail either. Exactly. Yeah. Part exactly. Just, yeah, like your quote said, just being out of your comfort zone. And I right. think that's something we've all embodied is right. we all we've turned down a full-time job and everything in uh, hopes of making like barely yeah. any money at all for the right. first year or so just to, to follow our passion and throw it all on the line. And I think this is the perfect time for us to do that. And absolutely. Yeah. And just to know that we, you know, over this past few years or over this past year, we definitely have had many failures, but it's all about learning how you can overcome those situations. Um, and just, improving on the next uh next uh opportunity that you have and figuring out how you can get to the top no matter what way or what path you take to get there yeah absolutely yeah i think just the sheer skill set that all you guys are developing is just invaluable whether it's going to work out for this business or the next business or maybe Mm -hmm. five businesses down the line or wherever you guys find your success these skills now are going to be extremely crucial and like you guys were doing the other day like making up your your door-to-door sales pitch and then like we were saying like the first time it's going to be kind of weird kind of shaky but by the 10th time it's going to be pretty solid by the 50th time it's going to be on on par like by Mm -hmm. the 100th time you guys are going to be killing it like and those skills are going to be beneficial all the way down the line no matter where you go and then i know you're working on like a marketing ad like a marketing banner just i don't know stuff like that just the little skills you pick up and like all that stuff is just such important skills to know and skills that you would not get developed in in your typical uh job yeah definitely and i mean i've I've, uh, talked to some people um who basically just a bunch of different people who are you know pretty successful or maybe they're just starting out or whatever um but you know i talked to some people who went the traditional route and are very successful and i remember just asking them 
what their opinion was on, you know, doing something like this right out of college. And the people who had success in traditional jobs, obviously no surprise, basically said, no, you should, uh, you know, you should, you should get a job first and develop some skill set. But the people who were very successful in their own company or were currently working on it and they were still young, they all said, like, do it as early as you possibly can. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, I mean, we're going to learn, like, we, I mean, we, we've obviously already learned a lot and you guys have learned a ton this past year. But I mean, we're still, we still pretty much know relatively nothing right. about starting yeah, and right. running we a business. We make it up as we go. But, but yeah, exactly. like the ability to, to learn on the fly, on the go, I think like another great um, kind of, I guess, motto is that it's okay to make mistakes, but just don't make the same mistake twice. Right. So, you know, like we're going to make mistakes doing stuff, but we're people who, you know, we learn from our mistakes and it's no matter what you're doing, like anything in life. Yeah. Not being afraid to fail. A lot of people don't do it because all oh, they might fail. But what's funny is like, cause I mean, I'm definitely like that sometimes, but then with other stuff, for some reason I have no problem just going out. And, but I think what's funny is what you realize is when you go out and you do fail, it's never as bad as you thought in your head of right, why you were great, scared yeah. to do it. Like, I think like going door to door, that first one, I was like, I did, I have been like, I knew I had to talk and I was going to, but like, you know, when someone does slam the door in your face, it's not. <laughs> crushing it's not it's just like okay on to the next house exactly whatever you had a funny story of going to door to door actually if you want to tell that (coughs) oh with the naked guy (laughs) yeah yeah so um i was walking up and they had a doorbell but the doorbell didn't work and it was like the door was open but they just had a screen door so i could see like into their house and so i rang the doorbell and i clearly uh you know no one no one answered or no, I mean the the like it wasn't a working doorbell basically. There was no noise, so I was like, okay, I got to knock. So I knocked kind of on the screen, and then I kind of heard them talking. So I figured that they heard it. So I was just waiting there, and then I kind of realized like within a couple seconds that like they didn't really hear it, and I was about to knock again, and right as I'm about to knock, this dude like I could see in like just into their house. And this guy just walks out of the bathroom and he's butt naked. And he's just talking to his wife or girlfriend or whatever. And I just like freaked out and just like ran. Like, I like ran down because I was like, dude, I don't want this dude to think I'm just like looking in on, the, on their house. Want to up your driveway? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you have a sec? But so it was funny because then I kind of ran back and was like, oh my gosh, guys. Like, this dude just was butt naked, like walking around his house. And then I was walking by. And, uh, like, after that, when we were walking past, I saw the lady right by the door, and I was like, oh, like, all right. So then I I just, like, I just went up and talked to her, and she was actually one of the more interested, you know, people that we talked to. So it was just kind of funny. I was was glad they didn't, I was glad that he didn't come to the door or something, you know. So, but, but yeah, no, that was, that was definitely, definitely a a interesting interaction. Yeah, the door-to-door sales, oh, I hate that. I yeah. hate that so much, but yeah, I mean, the, the rejection's not the worst part. It's more just, God, what do I say? Or you have a script right. that you're like, you've practiced a couple times, mm-hmm. you're ready for it. They open the door and you're like, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm tired. A little student in the driveway, money, income, passive income. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually had an older, older lady who, uh, when I knocked on the door, gave her the pitch and everything. She took it that I was saying you should actually rent out your driveway for people to live in. Oh, man. 
and so she, it, right? and she loved it. She was like, that's the best idea I've ever heard. She said, uh, she was like, yeah, rent prices are just skyrocketing in San Diego. So this is a brilliant idea. Like, how much do you list your spots for? I was like, but generally five to ten dollars. She's like, that cheap? <laughs> she got so excited. And then uh, as I was walking away, because I figured she didn't get it, she, she said, uh, Oh, can I actually, like, that's a great idea. I want all my neighbors to do this. Can I get some of your flyers to hand out, too? Yeah. So I ended up giving her five of the door hangers so she could hand them out, too, and tell everyone to rent out her driveway and, <laughs> and live there. But Wow. It was pretty wow. funny. That was a that was an awkward one. I'm sure that she would probably be relieved to find that, <laughs> oh, they were just probably oh, meeting? Yeah. Wow. Wait that's, a second. That's so true. <laughs> But yeah, yeah man, going door to door was yeah, that's was wild. That's such an interesting form of feedback because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not like a user, like it's not like a survey or like a you know yeah. like how satisfied are you zero to ten. It's like straight up their thoughts, like as oh, you're yeah. pitching it. Right. Oh yeah, you can see it in their face if they're not saying it. And honestly, it's so it, the one funny thing is too is that. People are keen on bullshit. Like they, mm. it, there was. It's funny to think that there was a point in time where door-to-door salesmen genu- genuinely got people like listening into their idea. If someone walks up to your door nowadays, like no one, because you know you have phones, you have whatever. Like no one's just walking up to your door that you don't know unless really like they want something. So the nice thing was that we weren't selling anything. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was. It, it's just another one. It's like the same thing when you get a phone call from a number that you don't know. I get so many, like, just, you know, sales calls or whatever that I, I don't even, I hardly even pick up if it's a number that I don't know and I'm not, like, expecting a number, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, it's finding a way to get past people's kind of BS meter, you know? Just, yeah, interesting. you know, but, but yeah, it, it was it was an experience for sure. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, you guys are only getting better at it and mm-hmm. you guys are, I'm sure, have other ideas in the making, like, whatever, you know, um other events you guys can go to and like other ways of marketing like yeah it's only it's only getting better from this point forward so that's yeah, yeah that's the entire point Absolutely. right and we're yeah. excited to see uh yeah. how, how everything turns out especially after this interview exactly. but, uh, Absolutely. it's yeah. great to start here though and kind of i mean that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is just document our process and yeah see how we grow right. see if we gain a, a listener base or anything yeah, like that right. so they can kind of learn from our experiences for anyone mm-hmm. who's trying to start yeah. out or anyone who thinks that they might want to in the future uh know that it's not always set in stone that we don't know what we're doing and you just kind of make your own luck so. yeah and this podcast is probably pretty bad right now <laughs> but man it's just gonna get better and i mean that's the other thing like i remember me and my buddy we, we started off on our first podcast and i've like listened back on the first podcast i'm like right. holy shit i was horrible at this yeah but uh, exactly. But yeah, I mean, if cool. if someone can uh, can come back, like, even if it's us looking back, laughing about you know yeah. where we are right now compared to you know who, who, like who knows where we will be, yeah. or yeah, just the fact of documenting the whole process so that you know like there's literally like a it's in, it's in history now that people can listen back and be like go week to week you know who knows whether we're a success or maybe we're a failure like there's learning stuff every week that we'll be able to share with people and just kind of get our thoughts out and I think it'll be really cool to have. Right. Yeah, so uh, we're going to try to put a podcast up every Friday for all of our listeners here, the zero so far probably, <laughs> but uh, so feel free to uh, you know, yeah. reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram, it's just at Driveways App, and uh, we'll definitely get back to you. 
Strip, do you, uh, are you on iTunes or anything with your podcast yet? Is there no, a way to plug it? No, or they're just, just, yeah. they're they're just, just out there? They're just okay. on my phone. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. look out for, for G-Strip as the, the breakout Google employee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you this, yeah, kid's, this kid's got what it takes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. man, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see what you do with it, man. I Definitely, honestly could not be more proud of and, you. Dude, I'm stoked for you guys, it. too. Super stoked for you guys. You guys are doing something that no one else is doing. Obviously, you have a great head start. Already making moves with interviews. Like, mm-hmm. dude, it's, it's, it's going to be a good ride. Respect. Well, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming right. on, man. Definitely. Yeah, really All right. It. All right. Everyone sign us Until up. Friday. Yeah. Uh, see you next Friday. Thanks for, for listening, if, if anyone is or if anyone is uh, in the future. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right. All righty. All right.